Welcome to the Summer Rewind of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev, where we are rewinding back to some of our favorite moments from our previous seasons. Let's get it. It's always said that, you know, life goes on and um, things are going to keep going. I know this is happening to you. Time heals all wounds. Yeah, you know, but, you know, tomorrow's still going to be Sunday. But Sunday's going to look a lot different for me because I just lost something. And and I will also challenge that um, a lot of us think that grief only happens when someone passes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grief can happen when you lose a job. Mm-hmm. Grief can happen when you um, when the relationship that you are in ends. Grief can happen when you have to move out of your childhood home into a new place. You have to relocate. Grief can happen when there are any diapers any type of transitions in your life and there's stages to that. Right. Okay. And, um, we've learned that there are five stages to grief and, you know, it doesn't necessarily go in order. Okay. Some may go to step one, step two and go straight to five. Some may go, um, four, three, one, two, and may not ever make it to five. Some mm-hmm. won't even get out of the first step. Um, in, in latter years, someone created a seven stages of grief. But I said that to say that the process has to happen. You have to allow yourself to, to feel what you're feeling, to think what you're thinking, to experience what you're experiencing so that you can come out of it. And I think that we as humans do a disservice to our friends and our loved ones when we try to tell them how to grieve, when we try to tell them, you've been doing this long enough. You've been in here by yourself too long. Let me get you out. We got to go out. We got to be around people. We got to get you open these blinds. Right. And so you have people with this commanding spirit and they're not respecting the space that you're in or the process. It's like a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a caterpillar will live its life. And then when it's time to transition, the caterpillar will start to gather some things and to build its cocoon. But it's only until um, the cook, you know, within the chrysalis, when it's when it's changing. If I go to the cocoon and say, oh, it's time for you to come out now, it's, it's time for you to be a butterfly. I'm stopping the process from happening. OK. Right. And so. Um, in science class. Years ago, because clearly I ain't been in school for a while. <laughs> <laughs> ain't as long as you, but still. It's you know been what? <laughs> it's all good. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. In science class, so the instructor he cut open a cocoon, and you know unwrapped it, and you you can see the beautiful butterfly has formed, but the butterfly could not fly. Right. We learned that when it's time for what is inside the cocoon to come out there will be a small opening in the cocoon and the butterfly then has to force itself through that small opening to force the blood into the new extremities of his body. And so if there's no tight opening for it to go through, it doesn't force the blood into the wings. Therefore the wings cannot move. Okay. Right. And so just like the grief process, we have to go through some things in order to get through some things. And so if we don't get put into those positions when we are dealing with with grief, then the level of or, you know, those new extremities that we're growing, 
don't get what is needed and they won't be useful for us. And so that butterfly has developed some things, but because they didn't go through the process or they tried to rush the process or they tried to control the process, the butterfly will stay walking because the wings won't be of use. And when we go through things, we are growing different muscles so that we can handle things that come after this, right? And so thinking of some of the previous experiences that you've gone through and you may be questioning, why am I going through this? Why did I have to experience this? But then later on, or as my grandma used to say, by and by, (laughs) by and by, you understand, had I not gone through that then, I wouldn't be equipped to handle this now. But while we're in that moment of despair, we don't really think about what good is this going to serve me after a while. I just lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. I just lost my job. I just lost my house. I have to move, so I'm losing a part of my life. I'm not thinking about what tomorrow is going to bring because I can't even focus on the moment of today. And so recognizing that um, we as individuals we need to be mindful um, of the process, but we also need to allow others to to endure their process. What what are the seven stages of grief? And I and it's there's a a, a lot of topics that we could have talked about today um, on this edition of the show around mental health awareness. Um, however. Um, Brother Jay and myself, we agree that uh, grief and loss, um, it's almost a uh, foundation for many. Absolutely. That um, leads to a lot of mental illness. Absolutely. Because we don't know how to deal with it. Because we don't know what the process is. Because people will say, well, weeping will endure for a night. But joy. But joy. Will come in the morning. And the thing about that is, thank I, you for that. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate. I appreciate those church cliches. Yeah, because they do hold truth. But while I'm in the, while I'm in a pit, you know, um, black from pole to pole, mm-hmm. right? While mm-hmm. I'm in my Invictus moment, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear out of the night that covers me. Yeah, we we can go there if you yeah. want to. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hear no Bible verses. I don't. I don't, I don't want to hear I've been there. I'm, I don't want to hear none of that. Allow me to f- be human and feel what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Right? A- allow me that space to be, to just to be where I'm at. Because if you don't allow me to do that, then that's going to carry over into other things, right? I, I need to feel angry. If I'm angry right now, allow me to process my anger. Okay. Right. Be there to talk to me or or to listen to me. I may not want to hear anything you want to say, but I need to get it off my chest. And that's OK. Right. But allow me to be angry for I'm not going to be angry for a while. If I'm in a controlled space and you're with me, allow me to to communicate my anger. If I'm sad and I'm crying, allow me to get that out, because if I don't allow it to to come out, it's going to manifest its way um, it's going to manifest itself in different ways that I'm not going to be able to control. I'll give an example. When I went to um, went to the doctor when I was an undergrad, um, I was having chest pain, bro. I thought I was on my way out. <laughs> so they was like EKG. So I'm texting my mother. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I had to go to student health. They said EKG. She was like, she called me. She was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He was like, yo, your heart is good. The issues that you're having is acid reflux. 
And so he explained to me, he was like, because of the buildup, if you don't get rid of it, it'll start moving and causing complications in other areas of your body. Okay. And that's just like our emotions and our, you know, our feelings and our, our like when we are overwhelmed with things and we don't process it, it starts to show up with, in different ways. When you're stressed, right? You walk around, your tongue is clenched to the top of your mm-hmm. mouth. That's, that's, and you're wondering why you're tired because you were <laughs> biting your jaw. Right. You're uh, holding your hands together while yeah. you're talking. Or um, when you're sitting, you're sitting a certain way and like you're, your chest is tight. And so I told people, one, put your shoulders down. Take the tongue from the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Open your hands. Relax. You walking around with all this tension. And because you've been doing it for so long, you don't even recognize you're doing it. And so you're wondering why you're tired all day. And you're using all these muscles in your body to keep your fists, your hands tight. Right? You, you're walking a certain way. Your shoulders are high. You're holding in all this stress. And it's manifesting itself in different aspects of your life. And so allowing individuals to, to feel whatever they're feeling, no matter how long it takes. So you said, you know, something that the, the church folk, I, I love them dearly. They will always say, you know, weeping may endure for a night. May endure for a night. But joy. Come in the morning. And, and the and the thing that I tell people is the morning may not come the same time your morning comes. True. My morning may not come for five years, depending on what I'm dealing with. Now, what I do appreciate is that there is some truth to that statement, that the night will eventually end. And in the morning, there will be joy. Mm-hmm. But for right now, my, my night isn't going to be eight hours. When the sun comes up, I still may be in my moment of darkness. And I need you to respect that. I don't need you to tell me I need to hurry up and get over it. I don't need you to tell me, oh, well, when I had that, you know, I was only down for three days. You've been down for four weeks. It's enough. I need you to acknowledge that this is where I am. You need to pray on it. Right. <laughs> you're not right. doing it. You're not praying. Enough. You're not praying hard enough. Yeah. You're not praying to the right person. Mm-hmm. You're not saying the right thing when you're praying. Right. And I don't need you to tell me how to get out of this. I need to be able, like the butterfly, to feel my way out. Because when my own grief cycle completes, I will be better, but I have to be able to endure it for myself. What is the cycle? What does the cycle look like? So um, the seven stages of grief, um, the first part is when you you have that moment of shock okay. and disbelief. You are, you are paralyzed at um, the thought of hearing the bad news. And so it's like, hey, X, Y, and Z happened, and you, you, you feel it. And it's not just a thought. Your body goes through these cycles as well. And then, um, excuse me, and then you also, you go into the disbelief. I don't believe it. This ain't real, right? So you're trying to avoid accepting what is reality. Mm-hmm. And just thinking back to different uh, moments of receiving bad news in your head, you're like, nah, that's that's not real, right? You, nah, they 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 were good. I just talked to them the other day. The doctor said it was good, like X, Y, and Z. Bruh, I've been there. Right. Um, I just remember uh, I was married. Uh, my wife at the time um, said that she was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a job offer 
um, that was a significant increase in pay, okay. new position, and oh, by the way, um, my grandfather had stage four lung cancer. So, new baby, new job, ultimate transition that I wasn't prepared for. And during that time, um, when you think about being in a state of denial, mm-hmm. I was like, Yo, this can't be happening right now. It's just, it can't be happening. It can't be happening. Why is it happening? Right. <laughs> you did start to question. Yeah. But then from that denial stage, you move into anger. Mm-hmm. And yep. you're, you're frustrated. Um, and all this bottled up emotion starts to come out. You're frustrated at um, some people I hear them say, you know, they're mad at God for this. Mm-hmm. Or they're mad because um, I told this person to go to the doctor a long time ago. Had they had gone to the doctor a long time. And so, like, you, you get mad at any and everything. Yeah. Right? Because you're still processing. And then once receiving that bad news, you get to this point the next stage and it may not happen in this same area for you. It may happen afterwards, but the bargaining stage happens. Right. Um, and you know, we've had the bargaining stage after a college party. God, if you help me through this, I promise you, I won't do it again. I, I, I please I, all this, all I, this toilet seat <laughs> feels so good on my forehead. <laughs> I won't, I won't do it again. It's like, Oh, if I, God, if I do this, please let my loved one live. Yeah. Please let this happen. If I if I do this, or maybe if I can do this, then this won't be the outcome. And so we start to think of um, ways out of this situation. That was that was a thought that came to my head um, I, when I found out my grandfather had lung cancer, and it really because um, that was my that was my ace man, mm-hmm. like my best friend. Um, and really my North star, I think in my life. And I just remember, uh, going into the bathroom and getting in the shower and just bawling, but I didn't want to cry loud enough so that my wife could hear me and ex-wife could hear me. And that was one of the things I said. I said, well, if he's going to die, please just let him live long enough to see my son. And that's all, you know, that was my prayer. It wasn't for him to get better. It wasn't for uh, the pain to go away. It was kind of something I was upset upset by. But that was my bargaining chips. Like, I'll, I'll do anything. Let him see my son. And uh, that was like the, the, the focus that I had to help me kind of cope during the process. And in... It's weird because we can't control it. Like yeah. you start thinking of just random stuff. Yeah, I ain't gonna drink no more. I, I, I'll give this up. I ain't, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna talk this way no more. I ain't, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna start going to church. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, gonna, I'm, just, I'm. I'm gonna do better. Just. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just. Yeah. If only. Right. Um, but then after we get to that point, the next stage is depression because you start to accept reality, or you get to the point that this is real. To continue listening to Not All Wounds Are Visible, check out Season 1, Episode 10 of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev, available on all streaming platforms. 
stay cool and be light.